Hey there, and welcome to Pixels, Clicks, and ROI, the ad skills podcast where we only interview paid traffic experts who can produce actual results. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest, Jeremy Gillespie. Jeremy is a guy who absolutely dominates the Google shopping space. He's got a ton of information to share, but what's special about Jeremy is he doesn't just stop with shopping. He actually uses networks like YouTube, Google Display Network, and Facebook to go create demand that he captures through his shopping campaigns. So if you're an e-commerce brand looking to have someone help you scale up your shopping, Jeremy is someone you're going to listen to. More on that right after this. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining today. Really excited to have you here, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's really exciting. I know. So for those of you who don't know, Jeremy has actually put in a new Shopping 101 course into our AdWords course. So he is a Google Shopping expert, does a lot of great things with his clients to help them succeed on the Google Shopping side. But you also do other stuff, YouTube, GDN, Facebook, a whole bunch of different things to make sure your clients are set up for success. But before we get into all of that, I would love if you kind of talked about where, what were you doing before the media buying and what really got you into this? <clears throat> Yeah, so, um, you know, interestingly, I thought I really wanted to be um, on the creative and copy side of things. So after college, I, um, I joined an agency and started out on that path. And, uh, you know, what I found is I'm, I'm actually not very good at those pieces of the business. Um, I do really well analytically and taking a look at the data. So um, from there, I basically shifted and went and interned for, for my cousin who was doing a bunch of affiliate marketing and had his own agency. Um, and that was really just the start of it. So after that, uh, I worked for a number of startups and built out their, their paid advertising. And so um, from there, it's kind of been a little bit um, of the same old, building out strategies for fast-growing startups. And, uh, and now here I am. That's awesome. So when you say, this is the piece I think is really important for people to know whenever you start working with a media buyer and understanding really what they can provide for you. So you talk about being really good at the analytics and that's the thing that I love as you put together this course. It's very focused on, okay, the product feed, making sure things are set up correctly. You're not using keywords, using negative keywords, all kinds of things that really talk about how you set yourself up for success. That being said, do you offer a creative component where you help people go through and put together their messages do you have people on your team that can support that? Because if people are looking for help, they, you know, they kind of want to understand what's available. So can you kind of talk to that, that extent? Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's quickly where I had to realize I have, I basically have someone on my team that takes care of all of that. Um, we have, we have some great creative packages and things that we put together for our clients, um, both video as well as landing page design and everything like that. So that, um, we can give them that component of the media buying experience because as you know, and as everyone else knows, um, that is such a huge piece. And I think it's only going to become more important um, as we evolve. So uh, yeah, definitely um, have those, those services in house um, to provide those to my clients. Awesome. That's so cool. So just to make sure that everyone's clear, if you're looking for some help with shopping, Jeremy's kind of the guy that architects the strategic vision in the back end. He has a team that executes both the media buying and the creative side. So all of those pieces are there. You came through, you interned with your cousin, you kind of did the startup route, you did all of these things. Just for a second, can you help us understand for anyone that's new to ad skills and isn't very aware of what it is that we do, can you kind of talk about how ad skills helped you get to where you're at at this point? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, ad skills has been monumental in, in my growth as a media buyer. Uh, the one thing that I, I skipped over um, was I spent two years at LinkedIn building out their Google ad strategy. So prior to, um, to all the startup stuff um, and starting my own agency, I helped build out their ad strategy. And through all of this, I had a bunch of skills. I had a bunch of understanding of these different ad networks. And the one thing that I was lacking um, was the systems and processes to be a true media buyer. Um, and the, the course content inside ad skills has taken me to an entire different level um, from a media buying, because not only do I have the skills, I have the systems and processes behind that, um, that has been literally life-changing for me and, and also my clients. Uh, and I know that, you know, that's, that's where I started, but the pro league is something, and I, and I mentioned this to Shauna recently at, at one of the events is, you know, the pro league is a, is somewhere where I spend day in and day out, um, learning new things from other professional media buyers. And it's, uh, I would actually have my lights turned off before I'd give up my, my pro league because it is, it's just such an amazing community that you guys have built uh, and it keeps pushing the industry forward and me forward. Uh, so I really, really appreciate that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's huge. I think it's cool, you know, having someone that you had this media buying experience and you still got, that's the piece for me of the systems and the processes. And I was just talking on a Facebook post today. I was talking with someone about, look, you know, Facebook's moving to, to this new CBO. It's forcing the ad budget. And everyone that's, that's grown up in the Facebook world is kind of freaking out. And I said, look, I really like this because it's now allowing Facebook to operate like every other ad network. So our systems now scale to Facebook really well. I just think it's so important to have those things in place. So it doesn't matter if you're buying on Facebook or YouTube or GDN or native or wherever you're buying ads. If you have a system and a process in place that allows you to execute efficiently, it's super important. So I'm glad that stuff was helpful. And once again, the pro league stuff, you know, that's the ability to keep pushing the industry forward. I appreciate you saying that makes a huge difference for us. So we're glad we found that you found it valuable. So um, what I really want to dive into now is talking about how you with shopping, you know, the big piece for a lot of people is there's a lot of consultants and agencies out there that kind of say, here's our secret sauce. Here's how we do things. But to me, they're lacking that process to help a client get from, an area where they're seeing no results or very little results with an ad network and actually get them up to the point where they're, they're having success. They don't have a consistent system in place, but you do. And so I think what's really important is to talk right now, whenever you get a new shopping, someone who's interested in working with you on the shopping side, what's kind of the process you take them through to get them started in being successful? And then once they've kind of tapped out their shopping ability, we talk about shopping and search is kind of capturing demand versus creating demand, then how do you use other ad networks to go through and create demand to give them more sales? <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, the um, capture demand versus uh, generate demand. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but from a process standpoint, I think where a lot of people miss in shopping is it literally starts with your Google shopping feed. Um, as much information that Google is going to infer is from the feed. And so People constantly skip over optimizing their titles, their descriptions, their images. And so when anybody comes to, to us, that's the first place we start. We also start with all of the research and personas and everything um, that goes into that as well before ever starting to, to set up the account. Um, because our focus is to make sure that, that we have a good foundation for shopping 
but also all the other campaigns that we're going to build on top of that. Um, so let me so just hop in there super quick. I just want to make sure when we're talking about this, there's two different things you're doing. So number one, you're researching the buyers, who's actually going after their products, who's actually going to pull out their wallet for this. And then for those people that have heard about shopping but haven't done a lot with it, the actual feed is essentially just an Excel spreadsheet more or less where you've got you know links to the products, images, pricing, all of the stock units, all of that stuff. That's a big component. That's really what shopping's built around, right, is that spreadsheet that catalogs the, the things that you have in place. So can you just go through, um, as you're looking at someone's feed, what are some of the things, can we just dive into the details real quick? What are some of the things that you look at to help them optimize and ensure that they're getting the highest quality traffic? And I think this really boils down to explaining how does shopping work, the fact that it's less about keywords and more about uh, negative keywords. Yeah, yeah. Interesting um, little plug for Pearly. There's a conversation that started this morning around negative keywords and shopping. Um, but yeah, for, I mean, so the, the main thing that I'm going to look at initially with the feed are the product titles. So those are, those are the more, that's the most important part of the feed that Google's going to take and then serve your ads based on that. So we're going to make sure that the product type, um, the main one or two keywords are in the product title as well as the brand. Um, so we're going to go through and we're going to optimize all the titles, whether that's a, uh, a one a one product store or a thousand product store. That's where it really starts. And then um, using custom labels and things like that to really organize your your product catalog based on um, margins, bestsellers, seasonality, things like that. So that when you start to build out your campaign, you can start to segment different um, pieces of the catalog to find that early success. Because a lot of the issues other people run into is they take their thousand products and they slap them up on Google and they think that, okay, now we're going to make it rain. When it comes down to it, uh, it is really the 80-20 rule. And I always pare down the, sh the shopping campaigns to start to make sure that we only have the products that we know do really, really well in the store and we'll add more later, but there's no, no need to um, add all of these products and basically complicate the entire process. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's the piece that, you know, Google provides information about, here's how you build a product feed. They're just saying, you know, throw all your products in here and figure out, you know, like, we'll, we'll do the magic with that. But the piece that you and I both know is, even though these are smart bidding algorithms, they're pretty dumb. It's really up to us to go through and make sure that we understand how the system works. We've got everything labeled, segmented the way you talked about. I think that's kind of the magic behind what you do is you, you're not reading Google help docs. You're probably, I know I'm constantly teaching the Google team how this thing actually works because we're living and breathing that day in and day out. I think that's super important. So as you get people in, you kind of take the baby step approach. You start with the best performing products and then you start to add in more things to continue to build out the sales side. And I've seen some of the graphs that you've talked about on shopping. Now the graphs kind of like this where it's, the demand is growing. There's a huge opportunity with shopping. It's something a lot of people need help with. That's a massive opportunity right there is just getting those things running. But now let's talk about how you take in them and move them as you're starting to capitalize. And I'm pretty sure the ROI on those ads is pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's, yes, it's, it's insane. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's just the foundation. And so that's where, and, and actually that's why I, <laughs> I got into shopping is because uh, it allowed me to to really be able to scale clients because once I figured that out, 
I had my three, four, five X return on ad spend that I could build everything else on top of. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the return on ad spend is insane once you get it dialed in. And from there, we're just moving up, up the awareness chain. Um, you, you know that YouTube has been amazing lately. Um, and one thing that I think is unique that, that we have been doing recently is using YouTube to create demand for shopping. So we, we use our YouTube ads to create this awareness in the market. And then we retarget them in our shopping campaigns as well as our branded search and everything up, uh, everything else that we're going to build out in that initial phase. Um, but creating demand in shopping is something that uh, not a lot of people do, or at least don't talk about. Uh, and that's something that I'm excited to to talk to you guys about because you can do it once you have that foundation in place. Totally. So let me stop here for a second and talk about what I think is so cool that you do. One of the things we talk about at Ad Skills are the three C's. So the first thing you have to do is have clarity on what you're trying to achieve. So getting your shopping campaigns running. Then you have to have confidence that what you're doing is going to execute at a high level. And that's where I think your expertise comes in. You have confidence. You know the system. You can help your clients get up to speed. But then you're building cash flow. And as you said, you have these high ROI prod like these campaigns. Now you're generating actual cash for your clients. So they're seeing these things come in and you say, great. You could pocket this and just say, I'm happy with what we're doing. But the bigger opportunity is let's go start to make the higher levels of awareness. People don't know they have a problem or they're only aware that they have a problem and they don't have a solution or they're aware that they need a solution, but they don't know about our offer. You're able to take your Google Display Network, your YouTube, your Facebook ads and actually cater to the right people to drive the message forward. So let's just stick with YouTube for a second since you talked about that. Are you targeting keywords? Are you targeting affinity audiences? Like, what are you looking at when you're doing this? Let's talk about how you're targeting and then how you help them develop creative to, to really feed those shopping campaigns. Yep. Um, it, so I, I was using keyword targeting for, you know, the last year or so, and it, and it works great. Um, but really getting into the affinity and in-market audiences to drive that larger brand awareness, uh, that's really where we're starting to see a ton of success because, we can have a larger impact on the market. Yes, we can pick off competitors one and two with keywords and placements, but um, lately it's, it's really been all about affinity in markets. Awesome. So for those of you who don't know, affinity in market, is your, if you're familiar with Facebook advertising, it's just like interest advertising. You know, we're talking about a massive group of people. You're looking at a demographic. That's where Jeremy's buyer research comes in. You're only targeting, let's say it's women 45 to 64 who like home decor stuff. Let's say that's your market, being able to blanket those people on YouTube. And I think the most important piece that you're talking about right here is you may not be seeing click purchases from those ads, but what you are seeing is you're seeing those shopping campaigns grow as your YouTube spend grows. And so you're reinvesting your profits from your shopping campaigns with super high ROI to continue to drive more people who are interested in that product. So can you talk for a second about the way you're building creative? to be able to fuel that stuff. It sounds like it's a recipe that you really got down to a science now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I work with a ton of e-commerce brands, obviously. And so the one thing that we want to invoke in that first touch point is the emotion that somebody gets from the product. Um, so I have uh, a baby monitor. I have um, a computer that teaches kids how to code all of these different things that are very emotion driven. And so 
we lead with that emotion to capture and then we paint the problem and then we lead them towards the solution. So that's the kind of the three steps that we like to use as the, uh, as the formula to start. And then we'll, we'll start to test different things, whether it's uh, a founder story or things like that when we're, when we're retargeting them. That's awesome. So I think that's huge. That's a big part of what we're talking about right now is the way you structure your sales messages to ensure they convert. So you talk about the emotional piece. Can you give us an example? Let's talk about the, the computer that teaches a kid how to code. Let's just kind of talk through the sales message there. So you said you're starting with the emotion. What does that typically look like? Um, you know, we started with, and I'll just talk to, about the creative process a little bit. We yeah. started with the emotion of the parent, the parent, um, you know, wanting the best for their kid and, and all these different things. But what has been the most successful is the, um, the emotion on the kid's face when they figure out how they've, they, they can code this game. And so that, you know, wow, when they finally figure it out, that's the emotion that really captures the audience. And then from there we can get into the message. So I think that's an important piece about the emotion is um, there's different emotions that you can tap into. And it's important not to think selfishly of, hey, I want this parent to almost feel guilty that their kid doesn't know how to code. Rather, let's show them the excitement their kid has when they finally figure it out. That's awesome. So I think that's the piece that's so important here is helping people understand that you have a systematic creative approach. Uh, You know your avatar. So obviously the parents are going to be the people buying this. It's a really, really important piece. But not just showing, once again, we look at the pleasure and the pain angles. Those are two very important pieces here. The pain angle of them feeling like they're a bad parent didn't work. So you went after the pleasure side of saying your kid can feel empowered and this exciting emotion on their face and then the problem. So let's talk about the problem that you have with this particular software or this product. Can you walk us through kind of what the problem looks like in that area? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem is that, uh, well, first of all, uh, Parents know that this is an important skill for kids to learn. It's the fastest growing language uh, in the world, but it's like the last thing on their to-do list. They're running around, they're trying to get the kids on the bus. Um, And so the problem is they, and they have the, they're not literate in this language. So that is the problem. Um, And so we paint the, we paint the emotion and then we paint the solution and the problem as this operating system is going to take care of all of the non-techy things that you don't know how to do and just serve it up to your kid um, in a way, in a fun, engaging way that's going to help them learn when they don't even know that they're learning. That's awesome. So it's from the perspective of you may not be bilingual parent. And when we say bilingual, we're talking about computer language, but your kid can be without you having to be the person spoon feeding them. And I, that's, that's so cool when you show it in that way. And I think that's the piece that really is the effective side of advertising. You know, I'm a huge YouTube guy. I love YouTube. I think it's such an amazing platform. But really getting into that emotional standpoint and then painting that problem and making sure it's abundantly clear, you know, your kid needs to be learning coding. If they're not learning coding, they're falling behind the learning curve. And you don't have to be the person, you know, you continue to twist that knife to make it very apparent. If they were to learn how to code, here's some of the things that's potential in their lives you don't know how to code, but we do. And here's how we can solve that problem for you. So it's building up those emotional levels, twisting the knife and then getting them to go. So just out of curiosity, how long are the video ads that you're running right now? 
uh, we've tested 30 seconds um, a minute and 90 seconds. Right now, we're playing right right around a minute. Okay. Um, but I know I know longer ones work. We're we're just trying to figure out the the story we want to tell, and then we'll expand from there. So when you found something that's working on YouTube, are you taking that and moving it over to a Facebook or a GDN or those types of things? You basically found your message, and now you're just transplanting it to the different networks. Yep, absolutely. And so, um, 100%. We're we're using YouTube to, for me, and I think you probably agree. It's for me. It's the quickest and cheapest way to test creative assets, video assets. Um, and so, yeah, we're taking that and we're going to Facebook. The one thing that we do, obviously, we're going to use UTMs on everything that we do. Um, so we're going to, especially in shopping, we're going to we're going to prove out shopping, and then we're going to create lookalikes based on those UTMs inside of Facebook. So now, with our YouTube ads and with our with our shopping ads. We can create these lookalikes of people that we've targeted based on the intent in Google. Now we can build likes on Facebook, and that has been that has been huge. And that's one of the reasons I like to lead with Google. That's awesome. No, I think that's amazing. And this is a piece for me that I want to make sure it's really clear to everyone who's listening to this, especially if you're an e-commerce brand that's looking for help with shopping. Jeremy can help you out with that. It's one of those things that there are there's there's a bunch of shopping groups out there, right? There's people that do product feed management, and those types of things. But I think the thing that a lot of people don't look at is, okay, shopping's great, but it has a limit to it because if you're not creating demand for your offer, you're going to max out and then you're going to say, well, now what? And that's the piece that I think is so great about what you're doing is you're finding ways to show that there's cash flow with the, you know, with these shopping campaigns and then reinvest those profits to really stoke the fire and not just help someone make sales, but you're really helping them build their brand. And so I think that's the piece that's so important. I hope people have understood that. And as you're listening to this, they get that this is something you can deliver such a bigger value than just doing shopping ads for them. So thank you for explaining the process. Yeah. And if I could add one more thing to that um, for the shopping experience, um, shopping, everybody drives directly to obviously the product, the PDP. Um, and that's by default what everybody does. Um, and Ad skills had me think about this very, very different, and actually, and actually, giddy up too. Um, and some of the new things that we're testing is as you tear out your shopping campaigns, you're going to have these different levels of intent, and everybody in shopping tries to force everyone to the buy button immediately. And so, um, we've been modifying the landing page experience to meet the buyer where they're at in their journey. And so if they're searching for a broad, say, um, turmeric tea, it's a very broad keyword, um, rather than we're going to send them to the PDP, but we're also going to modify that page to meet them where they're at. Um, we're going to give them a pop-up that is going to nurture them on why this is important over the next seven days and get them to buy. We're going to show them a video um, to start the page. Those are the type of things that are really going to make the difference in your shopping campaign as well as any of the other networks that you're using is just figuring out how you can meet the buyer where they're at in the journey rather than forcing them down, down the, the purchase path. That's so awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And that's absolutely something that we're going to turn into. I'm going to have you come talk at ad skills on one of our YouTube tutorials, talking through how we're modifying shopping pages to meet the stages of awareness. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for the time. This has been super enlightening and I'm glad that we get to showcase 
the amazing things you're doing for your clients. If someone's watched this and they're interested in working with you, what's the easiest way to reach you? Uh, easiest way to reach me is, is certainly Jeremy at builttoscale.co. I uh, didn't get .com, so .co. And um, you should definitely join the Pro League. I'm in there and happy to answer any and all questions. Cool. So I'll make sure I include your email in the, the description below. Once again, that's Jeremy, spelled the regular way, at builttoscale.co. Uh, but I'll make sure I include that down below. Dude, thank you so much for the time. This is awesome. Excited to have your shopping 101 course inside of our AdWords course. I think that's going to be awesome. And then just being able to continue to give people some more content around shopping, not only how do you build it effectively, but then also how do you start to fuel the demand. So thank you for the time. I'm really glad that you were here and looking forward to getting some people that you can help out. Um, so thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Awesome being here. Thanks. Yep. If you found this tutorial helpful, make sure you click on the subscribe button on the screen right now. Also, if you'd like to join the Daily Edge and get the daily dose of what's working in paid traffic and tracking, you can text Daily Edge to 44222.